Hey guys, welcome to the sixth episode of the Thirst is Real podcast. This show, we're going to be talking with uh, Brady Carver from North Georgia. He has an amazing story that we can all learn from. This is actually one of the main type of things that when Kelby and I set out to start this show, we wanted to hear from real hunters who have real experiences that we can all learn from. And I certainly learned a ton during this episode. Uh, for those of you who do not follow us on social media, um, my partner and my friend here at the show, Kelby Crawford, uh, has passed away uh, this past December uh, due to COVID pneumonia. Um, uh, it obviously has been a very hard time uh, for myself, uh, but an even harder time for his uh, other friends and family. Um, th- the best thing uh, that I felt that I could do is uh, keep pressing forward. Uh, and obviously a lot of conversation with a lot of Kelby's friends and some of his family. Um, everybody has been really great about uh, encouraging me to continue to press on because that <laughs> initially was not my intent uh, once I uh, experienced that tragedy though. But uh, I think um, I think if Kelby were here today, he would love this episode. And so I'm hoping you guys are going to love this episode. Um, there is a ton to unpack. There's a lot to learn. Um, and, uh, Brady, uh, Carver is a great guy. So, uh, I guess without further ado, guys, here's our interview with Mr. Brady Carver. Uh, guys today, I've got someone, uh, who has got one of the most amazing stories I've heard, uh, just, uh, from a perspective of a lot of hard work put into something and, <laughs> ultimate tragedy and then just crazy redemption at the end of it. So, uh, uh, this guy's name is Brady Carver. I, I kind of met him on the internet, which normally that's how a bad story starts. But in this case, uh, it's actually turned out to be pretty cool. Brady's a really cool guy. And I've got to know him over, uh, the last couple of months, uh, just talking to him about coming on the show. Uh, and his, uh, he's a hunter like the rest of us, but, uh, uh, he he definitely went through something this past season that I would I, I'm just excited for him to talk about. But uh, we're going to talk to Brady a little bit about um, a lot about his story and a lot about you know as whitetail hunters what we kind of can go we go through sometimes and it, you know it's just you know you hear about these kind of things that happen but you never really I've never heard from someone other than uh, just randomly on the internet. Uh, an actual person who's gone through what Brady's gone through and then to come out on the other end the way that he did. Uh, it's just, to me, that's, it's just like a, it, it's, it's kind of like the story of the Georgia Bulldogs, by the way, it is 2021. We just won the national champions. We're the champions, baby. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I'm going to say it every chance I get. So, but, uh, <laughs> well, uh, Brady, man, thank you for coming on the show, brother. Thank you for meeting with me over. This is our first podcast ever zoom. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, man, before we get into it, man, have, have you always hunted Georgia? Is is this, is this your home state? You grew up here kind of like a lot of us have or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> first off, thanks for having me as well. Um, I am from Georgia. I've hunted Georgia my whole life. Uh, go dogs as well. Yes, sir. Still, still can't, still haven't gotten much sleep over that, but, no, uh, no. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so growing up, uh, my, my first hunting experiences was, uh, with my papa. He, we had, we have a bunch of family in West Virginia and they got a bunch of private land and they had, they've always had a weird rifle season. They have like a one week long buck season. So it's Thanksgiving week. Everybody there hunts. I mean, it's like a war zone. So we've always went up there for Thanksgiving with, I always went up there with my papa 
and actually killed my first deer in West Virginia, killed a doe as a, as a little boy. And, uh, my, my dad never hunted much, you know, most, most hunters around here have their dads taken on. My dad's never hunted much. He's, he's never been against it. He, he loves it and he would go with me if I asked, but if, if it don't have a big block in it, my dad don't have a whole lot of interest in it. So, um, so, so growing up around here, I've kind of taught myself everything. Um, didn't really have that one person taking me and I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that a little deeper as we go on. Uh, that kind of relates to my story too. So, um, but yeah, uh, West Virginia and, and North Georgia is all I've, all I've ever been on. Right. Well, uh, what county are you at in Georgia? Uh, Fanning County. Fanning, Fanning County. County. Uh, okay. Yeah. To, is that, how far it, away is that from it's, Ringgold? It's, I'm as far north as you can go. Okay, so you're near you're near Tennessee almost, pretty much. I can be in Tennessee or North Carolina in about 15 minutes. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I cool think I got area. you. That is a neat little area. Yeah, so you're you're right there in the old Appalachia area. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, um, man, uh, you know, I guess you like so you growing up. So you pretty much did family, like family land. As far as public land and stuff, have you ever, I mean, had you done, had you ever done much of that or is it more, it's always been pretty much private for you? Always been pretty much private up until this year, actually. Okay. Um, you know, just this, this Thanksgiving started looking for something a little different and started exploring some and definitely want to do more. But up until then, it's always been private. Awesome. So, okay. So, um, obviously now we got you on here. We, we, we want to talk about the story. So, I mean, I guess kind of just set the scene for me, you know, you know, we've, we've established you've, you've been hunting your whole life. You've, you know, you've necessarily not necessarily had, you know, somebody taking you all the time, but you've actually had, uh, but, but you've hunted, you've killed deer, you know, you've killed good deer. You've killed, you know, you killed your fair share of does. Yeah, in, in my opinion, you're, you're at every guy's hunter as far from what I can tell. So, uh, yeah. you know, so I, I guess, Tell us, take us all, actually, you know, before you take us on the actual hunt, can you tell, take us back to where, like, you actually first seeing, started seeing this target buck that you, uh, that the story is about and all the work that went into it up until, I guess, right, right before you're drawn down on it. Yeah. Um, so actually, uh, I, I tent windows and I hunt fairly close to where I work at. So, and it was, it, I guess, August, you know, J- July and August, I start putting some corn out, start putting some bait out and trail cameras. Uh, always try to do it year round, but you know how that goes. You start okay. getting excited and you start feeding and, and kind of see what you got. Well, last year I had, last year I had about 10 just solid bucks in this area and just two or three that I would have shot, you know, cause I, I feel like they're pretty well protected here. And so never shot, didn't, didn't kill a single deer last year. So this year I was, had really high hopes and sure enough. And I don't know, middle of July, I started getting pictures of some groups of bucks and same thing this year I had, man, it was crazy. I had, it seemed like, it seemed like 15 bucks in this area and four or five does. I mean, just the ratio is weird for whatever reason. But I had uh, I had three bucks that I had put on my little list that I'd be happy with one or two of the three, you know, and the the one I ended up shooting was actually third on my list. Um, a little backstory: I, I said I didn't have uh, my dad never really took me hunting much. My my father in law became that person that he's a diehard hunter. 
uh, to live for it, you know. So I was always talking with him and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Sending him, sending him trail camera pictures. Well, I, I, I'd send him some. Uh, I'd send him some of the three target bucks, and I'd actually named them, you know, just kind of keep them separate. Oh, you have to and, name them, man. I mean, if you're not naming your target bucks, I mean, I don't really know. Don't know what you're hunting for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I, my, you exactly. know, my you know my dad and even my neighbors that I have a good relationship with. A lot of the time, they're like. Like I'll name my, you know, I'll name my dear weird things. Like there's a barbecue place I named. It's called Kane's Barbecue <laughs> down the street. I go, I go, this is Kane. You know, that was yeah. that's how my one of my yeah. darker bucks. And then, yeah, you know, this one's Prince because he's not the king, but he's the prince. But yeah. he's slick like the artist Prince, or formerly known as Prince. I just, <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with the stupidest stuff, but yeah. it's it's fun. It's part of the fun, you know. So yeah, yeah but yeah, that's and, cool. and to keep them and to study them and keep them straight, that's that's a big yeah. part of it, you know. Absolutely. Um, so anyways, I'd, I'd sent these three pictures, my father-in-law, the biggest buck I had named Zeus just cause he was, he was just a monster. Yeah. Um, the second biggest, I just called Mr. Big cause he's just a big old nasty, you know, and I, and I'm saying big old, these aren't 150 inch South Georgia bucks. These are 120 inch mountain bucks. You know, it's just a different area up here. It's a nice buck for a mountain buck. Yeah, they're, they're good, solid bucks. And then the third one I had named Chris Cross because his main name literally came out and crossed. You called him Chris Cross? That is awesome. Chris I'm Cross. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, dude, I grew up. So I'm a 90s kid, okay? I grew yeah. up in the 90s, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. The yeah. Daddy, the Daddy Mac will make you want to. Gotcha. I'm yeah, gonna. that's it. That's <laughs> it. So anyways, I, I'd al- it always stuck out to me that my father-in-law responded to my t- text and said so they're all all great bucks he said but that crisscross would be really cool to kill he said that'd be the one i'd want to kill well my father-in-law passed away with esophageal cancer on the very last day of august so right before deer season he he passed away he was 50 um really really hard times for for us my wife especially and uh, that's young that's young 50 and that's what i mean i'm so sorry to hear that dude yeah yeah so so that kind of adds to um, why it hurts so bad that I end up losing this deer is, yeah. you know, just, just the backstory of it. Um, so going on into the hunt, I, it, and North Georgia, we had a rainy, uh, rainy, warm bow season. It seemed like it rained every day. Um, it's not much different in middle Georgia, dude. I promise you. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just yeah. hot always. Yeah. So I believe it was, uh, I believe it was October 19th, uh, is when I actually shot it and it was on a Sunday. We had got up that morning, went to church and was getting ready to go back to church. We always go back to church on Sunday nights. And I asked my wife, I said, you want to go to church? And she said, well, I wouldn't care to stay home. And I said, well, I'm going hunting because it had <laughs> rained all week. It had rained all morning. It had just broke. I was like, man, I got to get out there. You know, it makes me feel good to know that I'm not the only guy, man, in the world that when his wife says, like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know. I feel like I think I just might want to stay home. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm just going to go ahead and yeah, go. Yeah. Just, it's like the opportunity's there. You just got to seize it. It's, it's almost like shooting a deer in itself, just getting to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But that uh, that's where I messed up is laying out of church to go hunt. <laughs> that's probably maybe so. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> oh man. So um anyways, like I'd I'd hunted quite a bit the week before and I actually saw saw two or three of the bucks. Couldn't tell which ones on opening morning. That's about about sixty yards, couldn't get a shot with a bow. 
So I go back on that day and I'd noticed way up there's an old fence line and, and just way up through the woods, I kept noticing these deer crossing this fence. And I thought, well, I got to get my, I got to move up there and see what's going on. So I went in on that Sunday, just quit raining. I went in a little early and, and carried my stand deeper in about, you know, hundred yards or something and found a really, really, really pretty spot. I mean, I just, I just felt really good about it. And, so I start, you're, and you're with a bow and, and, and a lock yeah. on, I'm assuming, or a climber? Yeah. Uh, a climber and a crossbow. And a crossbow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, I've always went with a Matthews compound until this year. I decided I want to try a crossbow. Um, so anyways, I, I go climbing. I found me a good tree. I go climbing up. I get about halfway up and here comes a little fawn down that fence. I'm, and I'm nowhere near ready, you know, but I'm like, I, so I just kept climbing. I was like, he's just going to have to run off and yeah. come back. You know, I'm sorry. I can't sit here halfway up a tree. <laughs> So I climb on up and uh, I finally get settled. I got my harness set up. I, I'm lighting my thermocell to keep the mosquitoes away. Um, pulling my bow up to me with a rope, literally just getting settled in, moving around like crazy. And finally get settled. I pull my phone out and text my wife. I say, I'm here. I'm set up. I'm ready. You know, I've made it. And I pull my, and the spot's so pretty. I'm just, I'm just amazed. And I pull my phone out to, I was going to send a Snapchat to my brother-in-law and my wife and show them where I was hunting at. Cause it's so pretty. Yeah. We've all done it, you know? Oh, absolutely. So I start over my right shoulder with a Snapchat video and I pan around I get out in front of me and then I get over my left shoulder. And as I get over my left shoulder, I see crisscross through my phone screen on your Snapchat <laughs> about 35 yards. <laughs> Gosh. That's he literally was walking in. I, I guess as I was climbing. Oh my and gosh. So I was on the inside of this little fence and the, the opposite side of this fence was a, a pretty thick, like a pine thicket, I guess. Yeah. And on the inside where I'm at, man, it's just white oaks and pretty, but that's why they was using that fence all the time, just traveling up and down it. You know, we, we talk about on our show all the time with, you know, with all of our guests and everybody I give, you know, that asked me about deer hunting advice and you know, what to do, where to set up. I'm like, Dude, anytime you have an edge like a fence line, anytime yes. you can get in between bedding and food, like some nasty junk that was on the one side of you and the white yeah. or the other side, yeah. that, yeah, that's, that's money. That's it, yeah. dude. You got the yeah. wind in your face. That's all you need. Yeah. So I saw it through my phone. I, I, I and, and like I said, he was, he was about 30, 35 yards and he was coming towards me. I mean, it was like now or never. <laughs> and I hadn't, hadn't seen the deer yet, but I saw the main beams come out and cross. And I thought there's crisscross. And I dropped my phone in my lap and pulled my crossbow up and literally set my crossbow on my front rail of my summit tree stand. Just, I mean, just, just prime, you know, <laughs> and, and he kept coming, kept just a slow walk right to me. And he stopped just on the other side of that fence, about 22 yards. And there was one little pine sapling blocking my shot. So I'm sitting there, safety off, crosshairs on him, just ready to pull the trigger. And he takes a, he finally takes a step and I stop him and I, I, I release the arrow. Um, I mean, it couldn't be no better. It's just, it, I, I couldn't even believe what happened. I, I, after I shot him, I thought I saw him go down. Um, once I started tracking him, I realized that he had kind of dropped off into a ditch. Okay. So what, I, what I saw is him running and just disappeared. 
He didn't okay. go down. He actually crossed through that ditch. So you thought he but, was he, like he was down. That was it. Yeah. Dude, I felt so good. <laughs> I felt honest to goodness. I almost pulled out my phone and tagged him. I felt so confident that he was down. I, you know, and, I, I, I made, I made the mistake, almost made the mistake of doing that the other year, you know, in Georgia, you know, what he's talking about, I don't know. I know some other States do it. And, and I know some people are still on paper, but yeah, we, we can tag all of our deer with, uh, the Georgia, uh, the Georgia wildlife game app. So it's pretty yeah. simple and quick, but yeah. yeah, I, I have prematurely almost tagged deer. <laughs> I almost did. I'm so glad I didn't looking back cause I'd have been <laughs> yeah. tagged out. I'd killed a little buck, you know, earlier in the year I'd have been tagged out. I'd have been done. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I called my wife, told her what happened. You know, I'm all excited and looked at my phone. It had literally been 11 minutes from the time that I text her that I was set up to the time that I called her. Oh, yes. Sure. <laughs> They're the best. I, I took my little, I took my, it's not little anymore. I took my cousin uh, hunting for the first time. Uh, he, we, I, you know, I put him on, a, it's our big fat boy uh, blind stand and it's, it's awesome. It's a great comfortable stand we got from my dad and, Dude, I, I put my cousin up in that. Uh, he came, walked up the stairs. Uh, he sat down, and then eight minutes, we had a he had a deer on the ground in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like the, the, those hunts will ruin you fast. <laughs> I said, dude. I said, Matt. Now, just I'm just telling you, it does not always happen this way. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes you go eight weeks without seeing something, oh, or I do. Uh, <laughs> no, so. same here, dude. Same here. <laughs> um, so. I felt really, I mean, I, I mean, I couldn't feel better. I, I called my, my brother-in-law and, you know, he, he, I, like I said, he had just lost his dad. Yeah. And I said, well, come help me. I said, I'll wait on you. He, he lives a little ways away. He said, well, I'm going to drop dad's old pickup. His, his dad's old Ford pickup. He was going to bring it just so we could take a picture in it, you know? Oh, man. And, uh, cause that, that truck's had a lot of, lot of deer in the back of it since 93 or whenever he bought it. Oh, man. So, I, go, I climb down, I go out of the woods, go back to my truck and I'm waiting on him. Just, just killing, man. I feel so good. I mean, just knowing he's laying up there. Um, I, I just, just felt really good. You know, you can't, it's hard to mess up a 20 yard shot with a crossbow right. on a so, rest, you know? Yeah, exactly. So he, I mean, he was 22 yards, you, you know, but was he, he wasn't quartered or anything. He was, he was, straight. he was slightly quartered. Um, looking back, the more I think about it, I actually think he was quartered. I think he was quartered to me. And well, on, on in the story, we start tracking and tracking and tracking and tracking forever. I'll, I'll just go there. But I, I think what I did, I think I hit one lung and came out his guts. Okay. I think is what happened. Um, so anyways, I come out, I, I wait on my brother-in-law. His name's Jared. Um, you, you, did you back out immediately or was it kind of a, it was, it no, it was like, I, I probably, I probably sat, sat in the, in the stand for 30 minutes, probably, you know, let my nerves settle oh, and, absolutely. and, and the deer had ran an opposite way of which I was walking out. So I felt fine, you know, oh, yeah, backing yeah. out, and especially as much rain as we had, you could slip through and not make any noise. Oh yeah. Um, so I back out and wait on him. He finally shows up and it'd been, it'd been an hour probably an hour and a half since I shot it before we started back in yeah. and it was just starting to get dark, you know? Uh, so, so we go in and start tracking, um, and, and finding good blood. I mean, didn't have a problem tracking. We was just taking it easy, you know, and we tracked and tracked and tracked 
and tracked. <laughs> was it pretty wide? I mean, wide or, you know, pretty just, just consistent or was it kind of spotty in places or it was, it was spotty in places. Some spots, some spots would come up on it. I thought, man, he's going to be laying right up here and some spots would come up on, you really had to look for. So, yeah. um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect with this crossbow. I was shooting some new broadheads. I didn't know what to expect. Um, but overall I felt really good about it the whole time. Yeah, for sure. 22 yards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we track and track and track and track and, and I, did, I looked up and at this point it was dark and or right at dark and I look up and then the buck's laying there bedded down oh, with his cool. head, with his head up looking at us. Oh no. And we walked about probably, probably within 20 yards of this deer. And he's hurt that bad that he lay, he's laying there looking at us. And at the time, we was probably probably getting close to some property lines. I wasn't super sure. And I had a pistol on me. Didn't take my crossbow. Right. Uh, another lesson learned there, you should always take your crossbow with you. Because it okay. would have saved me a lot of trouble. Okay. Um, I had a pistol on me. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I should have shot the deer and killed it. Um, I asked my brother-in-law, I was like, what, you, what, what should we do? You know? And he's like, well, are there any houses around? And I said, I really don't know. I said, I've never been over here. Uh, I really don't know what the surroundings like. And he said, well, I got a knife. He said, let's see if I can get close enough and, and, and kill it. Oh, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going hands on at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause this deer had sat there and looked at us the whole time we was talking about this. Um, you know, he was, demise. <laughs> yeah, he was hurt. And so my brother-in-law takes one step towards this deer and it jumps up and takes off. Oh man. Uh, Further into the unknown, you know? Yeah. So, um, so at that point we backed out one of our flashlight batteries was dying. We wasn't super prepared. Um, so we back out. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking back, I should have went home and went to bed, <laughs> and went back the next morning. You know, yeah. but the next morning was Monday. Everybody has to work on Monday, right? You know, um, it's it's fifty or sixty degrees. The meat's gonna be ruined. Yeah. Um, so we didn't didn't really know what to do. We back so, out. We back out and and wait probably another hour, honestly, and get better flashlights and this time my brother came with us so there's three of us and we we go back to where we had jumped the deer and i thought you know after we jumped him i, I said he's probably clotted up and he won't bleed a drop and i'll never find him yeah well that was not the case after oh. we jumped him man it seemed like he was bleeding even more oh wow so so there again i felt felt really good you know and we tracked him uh I don't know, 60 or 70 more yards, I guess, completely guessing and saw him standing on what I, what I figured was neighboring property. Um, of course it's not posted. It's just in the middle of the woods. There's no ribbons or nothing like that, but right. I'm thinking in my head, we've got to be getting pretty close and the deer standing in a little bit of a thicket. And the only way I know is I, I kept shining my light way up ahead as we was tracking to make sure we didn't jump him again. And finally shine my light up there and I see the deer standing there with his nose to the ground with blood coming out of his nose and mouth, just, just oh. pouring out. Oh, I mean, man. he's, he's just drowning. 
And and that's why I figured it was a long shot, you know, just one lung maybe. But he's in he's in bad shape. Yeah. But I but I still can't just just walk over and grab it. Yeah. He, he still needs to be killed. Or again, I should have backed out and went back the next morning. Yeah. So at that point, I said we're gonna have to get close enough to shoot him with a pistol. And I said at this point, we are close to some houses. So I pulled up my little hunt onyx app that shows yeah. property lines and names and all that. And that's how I actually found the, the the house he was behind. And I say behind, if he was at the house, you'd never know he's there. He wasn't in the backyard. You know, he was up in the woods a, a good ways. Right. So I find the name and we sat there and tried to figure out what to do. And I said, let's just, let's just call and ask them, you know, worst case. They you know, say no. Yeah. Who worst case. They say no. <laughs> Exactly. I thought, man, in this in this small town, never in a million years would I have imagined that that it would have went the way it did. And and my the whole point of me telling the story is to clear up what I what I had been under the impression of the whole time. I've heard it my whole life, and even up until this day, I still hear people say that Georgia is the right to retrieve state, and that is not true. Okay, so. For the ones in the back, Georgia is not, I repeat, not a right to not. retrieve state. And that's not yeah. confined to the county at all, right? That no, is- nope. That's that's statewide. Um so I didn't know that at the time. I thought I thought absolute worst case scenario, if they tell me no, I'll call the game warden and he'll go with me and help me get my deer. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd always heard, you know, and, and my buddy was telling or my brother in law was telling me that, my brother was telling me that. Everybody that I called was telling me that. That's what everybody around here thought. So I look up, I look up the number to the landowner and call, and a man answers the phone. I don't, I don't have a clue who these people are. I've never right. met them. And a man answers the phone, and I tell him what's happened. I apologize for calling him. It's only eight thirty or maybe nine o'clock, but I apologize right. for calling him later than normal, and just being as nice as possible, you know. Yeah, for sure. And. He, he kind of sounded like it was going to be absolutely no problem. He said, well, let me, let me let you talk to my wife. It's her land. And what? Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I get it, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I said, okay. So she picks up the phone and I, I t- tell her all the same thing. And I said, uh, I said, I shot a deer on my property with a bow and it, it's ran off. And I think it's on your property. And I was just, I was just, checking to see if I could come get it, you know? And she says, absolutely not. What? She said, I don't want, she said, I don't want anybody hunting on my property. And, and I said, well, ma'am, I said, I'm not, I'm not asking to hunt on your property. I said, I've already shot the deer and is, you know, it's dying on, on your property. I just need to go get it. And she said, well, that sounds like your problem. She said, it sounds like you should have killed it on your property. Oh my God. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I guess you're right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there I was still trying to be super nice. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I, I, I could not believe it. <laughs> um, so oh. then finally she said, she said, no, I don't want anybody on my property. And I said, well, ma'am, I said, do you understand that this deer is, is going to die on your property and it's going to rot? I said, if I yeah. can go get it, me and my wife and my kids, my, uh, my kid, we're going to eat it. I yeah. said, if you, if I can't, I said, it's going to lay back there and rot. And 
she hung up on me. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, and at this point you guys are still, I mean, and, and on, to be honest, Brady, I, I think I would have been too. You're under the impression that, oh, well, I'll just call the one law enforcement agency in, in the land that has like all reigning authority. And, and like you, I've been told my entire life that the Georgia Department of Natural Resources has got one of the most, the only yeah. agency that can walk, they don't need a warrant to walk into your house. They can just open exactly. the door and go. So I'm thinking if somebody's got that kind of authority, they don't need a search warrant. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, for I mean, and that, that's that's exactly what I, I told my brother-in-law and my brother. I said, I said I'm gonna go call a game warden and we'll go get it. You know, no yeah, problem. No, I, I no, still thought I would get it. Yeah. And so we start walking back out to the truck. Called the called the 24-hour hotline on the Georgia DNR website. Couldn't get a hold of nobody. Um, called my uh, my local game warden, and you know, at this point, it was probably 9:30. And I couldn't get a hold of nobody. So finally I called dispatch and I said, I told him what had happened. And I said, I'm just trying to get in touch with a, with a wildlife officer. And she said, well, we'll have one call you and within 30 minutes or something. So finally he called me and I told him everything that had happened. And not, not many people in this area will call our game warden and say, look, you can come out here and I'll show you where I shot it. I'll show you everything about it. If you'll help me. You know, dude, I mean, pretty, I mean, I think a lot of places in Georgia, like, yeah, yeah, we're no not exactly, gonna do that. We're not opening up the invite for the Mr. Green jeans, but you know, I mean, in your situation, I wouldn't. <laughs> and I was going to, I said, man, you come out here, I'll show you. I said, I'll take you to my tree stand. I'll show you where I shot it on my property. I, sh I said, I'll show you where we've tracked it to. And he said, if it's on her property and she won't let you on her property, there's nothing we can do. So that's when you found out that we were not a right to retrieve state. But even the game board, the game that's board right. can't go get it. That's right. That's just so crazy, man. Because, you know, I mean, I, again, like I've heard my whole life, you know, game board can do anything they won't. But yeah. I mean, yeah. and I guess from the perspective of thinking like, well, yeah, maybe they won't go anywhere only when they think there's something illegal going on. And right. I thought the purpose of the DNR is for them to... <laughs> help the animals and surely they don't want an animal to die and rot yeah. for no good reason especially yeah. if a hunter that had a bought a tag and a and a license and quite honestly yeah. funded their paycheck helpfully hopefully some i mean yeah. and we can't go retrieve it so um dude that you know i'll be honest you know if kelby was here today like i can i can go ahead and tell you what he would have said i i've just gone in there and got it wouldn't said nothing to her <laughs> so but yeah. you know uh yeah but at the same time man yeah i i that that is wild. So, I mean, at this point, you know, this is all going on through the phone, right? There's nobody actually yeah. there yet. Yeah, he, yeah, he ne he never came out. I kind of wish he would have, um, but I understand. You know, it's it's nine thirty on a Sunday night. Yeah. Um, I said, well, I said I'm going to get my deer. So, what happens if you catch me? That a boy. Don't let him. And, <laughs> and that, that's that's Don't the no. <laughs> that's the mindset I had. I was I was going to get it. Oh yeah. And he said, well, he said it can be trespassing he said it can be hunting without permission and he said if i catch you taking the deer he said it could be theft by taking which would be a felony which could be a felony oh my gosh and i said okay maybe i'm not going to get my deer. <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't uh, care about no misdemeanor <laughs> yeah i ain't going to jail i'm bringing misdemeanor cover <laughs> 
going in for that thing, dude. Honestly, I, that, I, that would have been my attitude, dude. I know that. I mean, if my brother Kelby was here today, that would have been his attitude. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm yeah. going, to get, going to get my deer, sir. Yeah. So I'm, if we're just going to see who's faster, are you faster? Get yeah. to catch me yeah. and stop me or, yeah. you know, so, but yeah, uh, yeah. When they throw the word felony out there, I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, yeah. I was just kidding. <laughs> oh no, no felonies for um, me, thanks. Man. So I, I did ask him. I said, so there's nothing we can do. I said, can you, can you go ask her if I can get it? You know, maybe it'll sound better coming from you. And he said, well, I'll call her. And he said, if she says yes, I'll call you back. Okay. And. He still hasn't called me back, so I'm thinking she probably said no. It's <laughs> yeah, probably hung up in his face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. That that to me is so. I mean, the night comes to an end. I mean, and at this point, you know, it starts out so well. It starts out great, right? You're you're in here. Yeah. You're, oh yeah. You're, it's, yeah. It's one of the most amazing things. I mean, I think we've all. I mean, whether you've shot a, a, a nice buck, kind of like, and I've seen pictures of Chris Cross, and I know what he looks like, but. It's a number one. That's a unique deer, you know, right. uh, and, and a good and a good deer for that area. But it's kind of like for me, even if it's just a dose for me. Sometimes it's like you, you go through that whole thing. You know, you shoot the deer, you track it. Just just sometimes doing that, and if they go a long way, I think I've, the longest I've had one go for me is about 125 or 150 yards. You're exhausted after that. I mean, you guys oh, are yeah. you guys are a mountain country, right? So it's hilly, yeah, oh, yeah. correct. So I mean, yeah. so now you're going through all that, and then you've got to deal with this lady being completely ignorant and and just being rude. I mean, and there's a lot of other things I'd love to say about her, but yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. holy crap, man. So now, so now you're at this point. I mean, I don't even want to ask you really about what the next day was like, but I know the next day was just. Well, it, it actually, it actually gets even better. Um, so I end that night and, and through the process I had called some buddies and I end that night with about 10 different guys begging me to let them go get my deer, you know, tell me where it's at. I'll go get it. Uh, I had a buddy. They they ain't scared of no felony, are they? (laughs) I had a buddy that said, I've got a set of thermals, uh, a thermal monocular. He said, we'll go get it. We will never turn a flashlight on. (laughs) And I'm like, no. I'm like, nobody's going that. to jail. It's, it, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a state record buck. It's my personal best, but it wasn't a, right. you know, I, thank God it wasn't because I would really be sick. Um, yeah. So that, that night comes to an end. I get up the next morning, still can't decide what to do. The little, the little devil on my shoulder was saying, slip in there th- this morning and get it, you know, wear camouflage, put on a mask, go get it, get your deer. Um, then the little angel on my shoulder was saying, no, you better do it right. You know, right. you got a little boy, you're setting an example. Yeah. Um, it's not worth going to jail or spending a lot of money on. Um, so the next morning, me. the next morning I go to work and the shop I work out of borders the property that I hunt. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm, I tent windows. I had one scheduled that morning and I'm, I'm there working on it. And I had told all my, everybody's asking me, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I had told all of them. I finally, I finally came to peace with it. I said, I'm going to call her one more time. I said, I'm going to offer her $500 to let me go get my deer. Oh my gosh. That's how bad it was bothering me. Yeah. And I said, if I can't get it legally, I'm not going to go get it. Right. Right. That's just, that's just it. Uh, you can say what you would do or what I should have done. Right. And yes, there's a bunch of stuff I should have, could have, would have done different. 
Right. Um, but Excuse I said, me. if I can't get it legal, I'm not kidding. It. Yeah. So I call her the next morning thinking, you know, she's had some time to sleep on it. And, and I, I, I said, I said, ma'am, I said, will you just listen to me? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, I started telling her about my father-in-law, how he had died with cancer and how, how that book was kind of special to yeah. me because he, because of his interest in it, you know? Right. And she didn't, she didn't care. She didn't care yeah, at all. Sure. Um, I said, I said, I said, can I offer you $500 to let me come get my deer? And she said, I don't need your money. Oh gosh. So uh. she ends up hanging up on me again. Oh, and man, and I, I said, that's it. I text all my buddies. I said, I'm not getting it. It's over. <laughs> it's over. So, so there I'm working. I got my shop door open, lights on, and our driveway kind of drops off. And this was about an hour later. I hear somebody at the bottom of my driveway. And I, I walk out there to the edge. And here comes some old woman walking up my driveway. Oh, my word. And so, this, is at your, this is at your house. Yes. This well, is not it's my shop. brother's house, but our property. Y'all's property, yeah. Yeah. And then and this is not where you hunt, right? Is I, hunt, I hunt above it. Okay, I got you. I hunt above it. So it's, it's weird how it all kind of lays, but um, she comes walking up the driveway and she says, are you the one that shot the deer? And I thought, well, she's going to come here and get to know me and apologize or whatever and tell me to go get it. You know, okay. that's, that's what I was thinking. Awesome. So I was being real nice and I said, yes, ma'am. I said, that's me. And, and th- all this time she was walking up the driveway. She was a pretty good ways down there. And she said, well, where's the deer at? And I turned what? and pointed, I turned and pointed in the direction that I had shot it. And I, I very quickly realized that she wasn't coming to tell me to get my deer, but she thought I had already got it and she was coming to bust me. Oh, she saw the shop door open, the lights on. And I guess she figured I was up there skinning a deer. Oh no. And <laughs> oh my gosh. This so that turned into that turned into me yelling, get off my property and calling oh, the police on her. Man, dude. Holy crap. So she came over there with the assumption that you had done what you yeah. really wanted to go do, but you yeah, hadn't almost it. did. Oh my. and and she, and she would have busted me and I would have probably right. went to jail. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's like, everybody's like, man, it's an old woman. It's not like she's going to sit out there and try to catch you. And I'm like, dude, y'all don't understand. No, this dude. person is different. Yeah, she is beyond different, dude. She's a different kind. Yeah, all together. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if she had uh, uh, cameras running herself. Exactly. Just to, just to see. Exactly what I said. I said, <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, I'm definitely not going to get it, you know? Cause, yeah. Um. So that's, that's pretty much how it ended. Um, I called the police and I, and I filed a report and they was like, well, if she comes back again, we will come out and give her a trespass warning. And then if she comes back again, we'll come out and arrest her. And I thought, so I had three chances to be on her property. Technically. Yeah. If I'd have known that, I'd have went and got it. <laughs> if that's you know, all, if that's if how I was going to go Yeah. I mean. Yeah, she gets three warnings. Yet you're you get threatened with a felony. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, crazy. yeah. Oh my god. So, so I'm I'm in no I'm in no way bashing any law enforcement game wardens. <laughs> um, I talked to I'm, I'm friends with a couple. I talked to um, game wardens from about four different counties, 
and they all pretty much said the same thing. One of them did offer to come out and talk to her. And right. I said, man, at this point, I said, I think it'd be a wasted trip. I said, this woman's not going to budge. It would be. Um, but I appreciated him, you know, trying to help. They all tried to help. That's um, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. You know, the game, the, the game warns good. You know, and, and I'm joking when I say Mr. Green jeans, you know, right, I, I, right. That's, we all call him that, but you know, I, absolutely. I mean, but I, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that some of them actually were going to make an effort. Oh yeah. They, you know, to come out and try to fix the problem. But, oh, yeah. Man. So I ended up, I ended up posting my story on Facebook. I typed it all out and, and I, the whole time I've been doing this and that's where I met you. You know, the whole time I've been doing this is to just save somebody the headache of what I went through, just to right. try to educate and and clear up the the confusion on the right to retrieve because that's that's not the case. Oh, man. Um, and, and by the way, I want to clear that up. By the way, it was Brady and his buddy that were making fun of my grammar in a in a Georgia hunting post. By the way, when I first started promoting the podcast, I I flipped the R and the I, and it turned out thrist. So. <laughs> So they decided just like, hey, is your thrift podcast going to be on the internet? Is it going to be like, uh, and you know, I mean, you know, your boy here's a good sport. So I, I, you know, I mean, it's like, yes, we're going to do, we're going to talk about ritz, ruts, and bucks, ruts, and trucks, and you know, just <laughs> scrubs and all kinds of stuff, you know. So we, you know, we had a good time with it. And, you know, I was a good sport. They were good sports. And then, uh, uh, I think, uh, I think it was, your, I think it was one of your buddies. It was like, hey, Brady, you need to tell a story on this podcast. So people, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, this yeah. is this was cool. Yeah, so this that's how it all transpired. I wanted to clear that part up though. Yeah, it, it wasn't because he was just so honorable and nice, you know. <laughs> yeah, most, most, most of my family and friends hate me because I'm such a such a grammar freak. You know, oh, just know. the typos <laughs> stuff like that. I'm just always pointing them out. And, yeah, uh, dude. Before, no, no, but. it was perfect. Though. I'm glad you did. Honestly, you <laughs> yeah, say, now, you probably now, say now, the future of our back. show. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, it worth it. <laughs> Save me. Uh, sure, dude. Uh, well, uh, okay, so. At this point, <laughs> so she's threatened you with, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, she has threatened you with trespass. You have threatened her to trespass yes. your property at this point. Yeah, I'm like, so you stay over here and I'll stay over here. <laughs> come on. <laughs> First one to move is going to die. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so that that's what's happened. So now, I mean, I guess it's all this blows over after a little while. I mean, and where's your headspace at right now, dude? Like, I mean, at this point, I mean, I, honestly, I, I, I don't, I probably would have destroyed some property at this point, or, you know, I, I may would have been in some handcuffs at some point, uh, just because I, I, I would lose. I did break a flashlight. I had my brother's headlamp on my hat when I hung up with the game warden. I forgot the light was up there and I went to slam my hat on the ground and his light was <laughs> up there and it landed in about 30 pieces. So I bought him another headlamp. Um, other than that, nothing else really got broke. I lost a lot of sleep and I know it sounds crazy, but anybody that hunts oh, knows, man. Oh yeah, I you know, it don't matter if it's a four point or a doe, just the amount of work it takes to finally pull the trigger and connect on one. And then to have it taken from you for something like this. And how, and how is, many days, how many days, Brady? Cause you did, I believe, the days oh man yeah i had it uh i believe if i'm not mistaken this was a nine day stretch correct or or something like that 39 yeah. it was 30 something like that yeah I see this last year and this year i've been i've been logging my hunts and keeping up with all that so i uh i knew exactly how many hours i had hunted and and everything and it was uh i i don't have it right off the top of my head I believe when I look when I when I saw it, and this is just you know 
Mike's, uh, this is what I, you know, it's what I do when I podcast. I have to, I have to creep everybody's profile. Yeah. Every little thing. But uh, I think, I believe you had, you had over 30 hours of, I believe, camera time, hunting time, uh, scouting, watching this deer. It was like 39 something hours. I mean, it, that's a lot of time, y'all. I mean, it it, it was just, just middle of October. Yeah. And that, that, that's, that's exactly the point. We were not, I mean, that's still the front half of the season. The rut hasn't even kicked in at this point. Yeah. So that's that there is incredible. That's incredible on a testament how, you know, honestly, guys, that's how we do need to pursue these deer. You know, uh, if you're if you're looking, if you want to connect on a unique deer or a big deer, you're going to put in the time. I I know there's a lot of people who don't overdo it. What you don't realize, like what it actually does take. It does take a lot of time scouting, a lot of time setting up, a lot of time waiting for the right weather. I mean, honestly, that that's my favorite weather. It's like right after a rain, or oh yeah. Honestly, I like the drizzle rain. To me, mature bucks move in drizzle rain. Like yeah. I've always yeah. like my target buck for three years. It's the only time I would ever see him on the hoof would be yeah, and it'd be for a second. But it was the, in the drizzle rain, you know, because yeah. probably because he couldn't smell me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But anyway, not about Mike. So okay, so at this point, we're done. You, you know, you're like okay, you you smashed the light. It's in a million and a half pieces. <laughs> Your brother in law is yeah. like, what the heck. Dude, and I got to take care of you. And then it gets worse. Oh no, it gets worse. Okay, so yeah. we're not e- we're not even out of the <laughs> of the dump yet. Good lord! Uh, so th- this is a way more tragic, may more tragedy than I thought it would be. So yeah, go ahead. Right, yeah. Let's, let's get yeah. that. I, yeah, I'm, I may keep you over the time limit, but no, you're fine. Um, we don't have a limit. You're good. So that was on Sunday. That all went down. Uh, Monday, I was still dealing with it, and was calling the police and all that. So. um I got a, I got a buddy that lives really close that hunts the same piece of property. And up until this point, me and him had kind of been secretive. I had trail camera pictures that I had seen and I'm, I'm thinking he did too. At the same time, he didn't ask me if he'd asked me, I wouldn't have lied about it. I'd have told him what I had seen, but we was just both trying to kill the same deer, you know? And so I get a call on Thursday evening, you know, I shot mine on Sunday, the following Thursday evening. Uh, he says, what are you doing? And I said, I had told him my story, you know, after it all happened. And he's like, and that's when we realized that we both knew those bucks were there. Cause we talked about it a little bit and he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I just, just getting in, sitting down. And he, I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm, I'm looking for blood. And I said, Did you shoot one. And he said, biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. And it was Zeus. Oh. You know what? You probably uh, to cap it all <laughs> off. Your favorite, your biggest target, your biggest yeah. target buck is got swacked by by a neighbor. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Honestly, man, in in look, we've talked about neighbors on this show a lot. Uh, I've, I've shared my story a million times. I mean, basically, long story short, uh, my neighbors are my crew. Like, I mean, they are yeah. at this point. If there's a target buck in the area, if my, uh, my, my neighbor, Mr. Smitty takes him down or my friend Shay takes it down or, you know, or Mr. Ricky takes it pal. You know, I'm happy. I'm a happy right, dude. Right. If somebody in our hood takes it down. Now, when it gets off of our hood, I get a- absolutely like, what a loser. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And <laughs> which and is I what was, happened to two of our bucks. <laughs> yeah. And I was I was super happy for my buddy as the biggest deer he'd ever killed. Super happy for him. I really, really right. was. He was hunting. It ain't like he went out and poached it. You know, that'd been a different story. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he was hunting just like I was. He had been feeding and he knew it was there. And I was super happy for him. 
yeah. but it didn't make it sting any less. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. It's not, it, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, if 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 Smitty or or Shea had shot Longbrow or uh, Kane, I you know, I would have been over the moon excited because I probably eventually would have gotten to put my hands on them. But exactly at the, at the same time, you know, I, I was I would have been like, you know, it does hurt a little bit, but yeah. you know, it, it. But now going through what you have gone through. <laughs> You know, normally if you're if if that if that had not happened to you, that would not sting as bad. But now that does actually oh, no. have a little bit more of a jab. I mean, it's like an, it's just like another jab, like right into right. an open wound. Right. I mean, God. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my thinking was, you know, we had three target bucks. I killed one that's rotten away. He killed the biggest, so there's one buck left. The chances of of hooking up with one buck the rest of the year, I mean, it could have been done. Right. But my past says it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I have my chances with three potential bucks, but then my chances was cut down to one potential buck. Right. Um, so anyways, uh, if there's, if there's the, some good that came out of it, um, and there absolutely is me and my buddy was on the same page was like, look, and, and me and him both was like, why was we hiding this from each other? We both know we both hunt from this point on. We'll have our we'll have our target bucks and who kills we'll agree on what we're gonna shoot and what we're not gonna shoot and we'll overall have a better deer population because of it. You know Dude, that is the number one. I mean, and you know, if you can go back for some of y'all listening, I mean if you go back to episode one, uh, we talked about this you know, working with your neighbors and working with your uh, people you hunt with. Yeah. The more you guys are on the same page, number one, uh and then to quote my buddy Ryan Weaver, uh, that is the biggest tool you've got in your toolbox right there and, it, and it, again i yeah i see yeah. i've i've been i have been benefiting from that for almost two years this going this coming up deer season will be my third year and it, like i just know like I, I know how they you know they have been hunting that area by the age for so long and every year this particular area always produces two big large mature bucks always every single yeah. year it's without yeah. fail which is hard to do Right. And there's always a good, healthy doe population. Now, this year, the doe population was a little out of hand. So, but anyway, the yep. point is, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say is, yeah, dude, rock on, dude. Like, people, hook up with your neighbors. You know, now. I, I said from now on, you know, we'll, we'll know what we got. We can compare trail camera pictures and, and pattern the deer even better. You know, I don't hunt his areas. He don't hunt my areas. But we can see how they're traveling. Yeah. But overall, it'll help us both. It'll, yeah, it'll help us. Well. Everybody will win, dude. And, and it's it's nice to have somebody to call, you know, especially yeah. dude, I just rocked, I just knocked out this deer. You know, yeah, that's cool. yeah. Yeah. And and the other bright side is I know any deer that run the other direction of my tree stand, hey, they're safe. Because yeah. if they ain't no hunters on that woman's land, I promise you that, you know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. so in reality, I gained like 40 more acres of of yeah. healthy deer woods. Hey, you know, honestly, so, the best thing you can do for property is have, you know, about that much sectioned off yeah. as a sanctuary. So, yeah, that's you know, it. That's it. it. I'm going to be so, so next September, I'm going to be sitting right outside of that sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just let them get about a good, you know, you know, 25 yards yeah. off in the other direction. And they'll just yeah, they'll not get away next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. So, um, all right. So, again, you know, so, now that you've got okay, so you know you you've gone through all that. You had the target buck, uh, and you know your but your big buck Zeus is down, but it's your your buddy got it, so that's good. You know he's going to uh, end up in the freezer and on a on a wall. So that oh yeah that's, yeah, that's, and I got I got to, I got to put my hands on him and yeah got to help gut him and drag him out. So that was cool. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, you, you know it definitely didn't hurt as bad. So now, 
you know, I mean, how are you feeling at this point? Like after that, I mean, is it kind of like, you know, I mean, I, I honestly yeah, do. I, I would be close. I would be close to like, I don't know, man, should I just go shoot a doe or, or what the heck? Yeah. I was thinking that I was thinking, let's just, let's just kill something and get my, get my mood back right. Yeah. Um, I like to fish a lot. I'd, I'd almost <laughs> rather fish than hunt. So I started fishing. I had, I had, I had no desire to hunt. Oh, Zero. so, so it did get to you like that. Yeah, okay. Oh, it got to me. It got gotcha. to me. It okay. sure did. And do, um, I don't blame you at all, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I took, I took, I took about a month off. I didn't, uh, I didn't check cameras. I didn't, I had, I just could not make myself go sit back in a tree stand. I couldn't. Oh, I don't blame you, man. I'd have been done with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so now, uh, so now your, your redemption at this point. Like how, how to, where does that go? I mean, did you just say, you know, were you just, I mean, were you, were you bass fishing or trout fishing? Cause you're in a trout country, if I'm not mistaken. Bass, bass fishing. We, uh, we are as we are in the trout capital of Georgia, but I love bass fishing. Gotcha. So, oh yeah. Um, so, so November rolls around mid November, you know, you start seeing all these deer show up. People are killing on Facebook and, Around here, man, Thanksgiving week has always been the ticket. You know, if you're going to kill a good buck, it's Thanksgiving week. Um, so Thanksgiving week, I said, you know, it was cooling off, finally getting some hunting weather. Uh, I had taken the week off work. I said, I'm, I'm ready to get back out there. I said, I'm going to kill a buck this week. I said, I don't know what it's going to be or where it's going to be, but I'm going to kill a buck this week. I've got, I've got to get back out there. Finally, finally build up. I guess, I guess you would say courage. That sounds silly, but I finally built up enough gumption to get up and go, you know? And, uh, so, so I, I didn't even want to go back to where I had been hunting, you know, just like I said, we had one potential shooter. Um, and I didn't feel like my chances with him was good. I hadn't seen him in a long time on trail camera or anything like that. I said, so I'm going to just get out and explore. I said, I'm just going to go walk some public land, you know, um, just, try to find some new scenery. And actually my brother-in-law sent me a pen of a place that a place that he had turkey hunted the, the spring before. And he said, you need to go check this spot out. And, um, I said, well, I said, I, I might actually do that. I said, just so I can go walk around and just see what happens. And, um, so Kudos to him for just giving me a spot because I mean yeah. it was his, it was his spot. He, he didn't have to do that at all. Right. So he he so he got he had gone on some and this is public land, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. National yeah. forest. Okay, national forest. So and, and you know honestly, I've heard that too. By the way, when you're when you you're out turkey hunting, that's some of the best times you can actually scout for deer. You know, yeah. or good deer movement. That's awesome. So he yeah. gives you his little spot. He drops the pins like, dude. you sucks go to go in there make something happen. that is that, that's pretty much yeah. how it went down yeah yeah he said i've not been in there all year he said you might not see anything you know he said it's pretty in there he said you might you might end up killing one right right so set that up so how how so you you go to the public land and honestly i mean i i hunted um i did hunt I, no i did not hunt public land this year and i'm gonna get berated by a lot of people for saying that, but <laughs> should have supposed to i was supposed to well it, it a lot of things have happened to me over this past yeah. year. So it's been yeah. rough. But anyway, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So you you uh you you go in there, you press in, you go in to do your national force thing, you set up on this pin, good good weather, just it feels right. I mean, and so so kind of walk me through the hunt on that one. So that uh that Friday before Thanksgiving, I had got done with work and I said, I'm just, and he and he didn't pin me a, a hunting spot. He pinned me where to park a truck and uh, go walking. Gotcha. Yeah. So he didn't give me a tree to sit on, but he gave me an area. Gotcha. So I said, I'm gonna go there and just walk. And I, I took my gun and went one Friday and I just went walking, looking for sign and walked what I thought was forever. Um <laughs> I realize I'm, I've been schooled hunting private land where you can just slip right in <laughs> right, you know, right. instead of actually walking out through the mountains. But I go walk and look and, and really didn't find much. I found a couple really fresh scrapes and I thought they might be worth sitting on. You know, I wanted, I wanted somewhere that I could go sit far enough in the mountains that you didn't hear cars driving by and horns honking and all my, all my, all my private land. That's how it is. You know, you're out there in your backyard. Um, so I, I finally found a spot. I said, I want a spot that I can go sit all day long if I, if I want to. Yeah. So I had went back the, the next morning was Saturday morning. It was cold, beautiful morning. I mean, I just, just felt really good. And of course I go walking in before dark and, and looking at my Onyx app and get to one of the spots I had marked to hunt and come daylight. And I'm like, I didn't recognize any of it. I was like, this is, this is not what I <laughs> wanted. You know, <laughs> right. you just feel like you're always in the wrong spot. Oh, absolutely. And man. So I sat there that day till I sat till about 1230 that morning and I just saw a little spike and could have shot him actually. So I, I felt like I was in a decent spot, you know, cause it was coming through there. But then I was thinking, you know, maybe it's a spike that's making these scrapes and I'm really wasting my time, you know, <laughs> yeah. where, I, where I could be back on the private land hunting my third buck, you know, that one that's still there. Um, so I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, hunted, hunted Saturday morning, saw a spike, uh, came out, and I believe it was uh, it's either Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I'd went into the same area, but I, I'd went closer to where I saw the scrapes on my, on my Onyx app, a different spot that I had marked. And this morning it was really, really cold, cold and, and calm. Just, I mean, just perfect. You just knew if something was going to happen. Yeah. And I, I took a little tree seat. I didn't take my tree stand cause I walked quite a ways, but I took a little tree seat, a little summit seat that you just sit on the base of the tree with. Oh yeah. Those are awesome. I love that. Yeah. Love yeah. Cause you carry it in on like nothing. So I sit down and I had actually walked in and where I, where I sat before daylight, I didn't like the spot. So I just thought I'm just going to sit down and quit making noise. And when I get a little bit of daylight, I'll get up and find a better spot. So sure enough, that's what I did. I got up at daylight and I moved and, and found another little spot. It's just so thick in there. I just did not feel good about it at all. Yeah. And um, sat there, uh, uh, since I was making so much noise, I pulled out some rattling horns and I rattled the horns and grunted a few times just to try to help me. Oh, I could. And I hear something coming out of the thicket behind me, just a steady trot, just, you know, it's a deer. I mean, here oh, he comes yeah. and coming down. I don't even have too. my gun up and ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's perfect, man. He's coming. He's coming right to me. And here comes a little bit of spike. <laughs> it's and, like that checker done followed you down there. <laughs> yes, yes. And he came, he came, I joke you not, within 
seven yards of me on the ground and he was coming to see what the rattling horns was. Oh yeah. I mean, he came, he came right to it and he saw me and he didn't realize that I was a person, but he knew that I wasn't a deer and he just kind of, kind of jogged off. And I thought all that build up, you know, I sat down and rattled, <laughs> hear him come running. I thought this is it. It's going to, it's finally going to pay off. And there's a spot. This is- so I, I thought even if, uh, even if that would have been a better buck, I couldn't have shot him because he came right out on top of me. Yeah. I said, so I got to move again. <laughs> so I undo my seat. And I, I just moved this time about 30 yards just to get a little higher up on this ridge to where I'd have a little bit more shooting room. And again, it was still, it was still before eight o'clock. I mean, I hadn't been there long at all. Yeah. And this time when I moved, I, I shuffled some leaves around. I was grunting and rattling my horns, you know, just trying to, trying to cover me up as much as I could. And this time I had my, I had my left arm kind of turned to where the spike had came from. So I'd be ready if another came that way. And within about, I guess it was about 30 minutes. I hear another deer coming from the same spot as that spike, steady jog, you know, and only difference is this time I had my gun up and I had it ready and I had my crosshairs looking right where it was coming. And, uh, finally it came out and is, is, a. I had told my wife all week, you know, I was so bummed out. I said, if I could kill a decent eight pointer, I'd be thrilled. I mean, just absolutely thrilled. And sure enough, here comes a, what I consider a decent eight pointer. And he comes running out within about, he was close to, he was probably 12 to 15 yards and oh, he was man. facing me and he saw me, he, he crested over that hill and he was right there on me and he saw me and I luckily I had my crosshairs on him. I said, I got to either shoot him or let him go. You know, there was no thinking right, about it yeah. within a split second and I ended up shooting him and, and dropped him where he was at. Awesome. And dude, in that moment, I I wouldn't have been any happier if I'd have killed a 160 inch 10 point. Oh yeah, man. I, you know, a redemption, Hey man, after everything you did, had just gone through, I mean, yeah. with you're dealing with an anti-hunter, uh, an aggressive one at that, that yes. approach you at your yes. home. And then, uh, and then, I, then, you know, a, a target buck going down. I mean, that's just a jab after a jab. And then to have a young three and a half year old that is, you know, yeah, it's not 150 inch deer, but, and sometimes, like you said, yeah. I mean, just, to you, that is a that is a hundred eighty inch deer. And oh yes, it's a it's absolutely a, it's a buck of a lifetime. See, yeah, th- that was to me one of the the most amazing thing. And I remember, I think uh, so. This was back. This was in uh, the week of Thanksgiving, right? Yep. When this yep. went down, yeah. So, I, and I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh my gosh, you yeah. Know, I, you know, Bray's season just turned right around. I was like, dude, this is awesome. So happy yeah. for you, man. And yeah, yeah. I and I was like, man. Definitely got to share your story now. Right, like I, right. I got it, it, it's a old uh, Georgia outdoor classic, man. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's yeah, how to overcome yeah. strife, so, and, and, and uh, I don't know what else. However you want to call it, I keep calling it strife, but there's other ways. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I, think it, I think it's just torture sometimes. <laughs> torture, yeah, torture, uh, cruel and unnecessary almost. Um, man, so I, I guess what would you say is like the biggest lesson you took away from this? I mean, I mean, packing it all in, right. I mean, from the start to finish, I mean, what, what was your, what is your biggest takeaway from, you know, 
dealing with an anti-hunter, again, an aggressive one at that. And, you know, and like I said, that's being as nice as possible. Cause I mean, honestly, right. I, I know, I know a lot of guys that would, I mean, they would not have had any issue, you know, cracking grandma with, a, with like a rock or something. I mean, just, right. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. it, I know obviously, you know, the, the right to retrieve Georgia would not being a right to retrieve state. But uh, I mean, is there anything else you think you could take away that maybe would help somebody that kind of runs into that situation that you ran into? You know, uh, everybody's like, man, just just find a bigger piece of land to hunt so you don't run into this. And I'm hunting a 40 acre chunk. That's hard to find around here. I live in a I live in a little tourist town and there's they're building houses and houses and houses on all these mountains. Um, There's all kinds of things I could have done different. Um, And and yeah, I could go knock her windows out of her car, whatever. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we're all people, you know, we're all, we're all here doing the same thing. She's yeah. got, she's got her views just like we've got ours. Right. Um, and I, I wish she would have just saw my side a little more, but that's how it is, man. You know, you, you, you got, I got to respect that. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, the, the, I don't know what I would do different. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like I did the right thing. It, doing the right thing don't always pay off. You know, um, if I'd have went and got it and, and went to jail or ended up losing the deer, have it confiscated or something like that, it wouldn't have been worth it. No, you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I personally believe you did the right thing, man. I mean, you know, I, I joke around, we all kid, you know, but, and yeah, and especially in a, in a deer hunter, I mean, especially, I, I think a Southern hunters, especially, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a redneck water. I, I don't know what to call it, but <laughs> It's just yeah. like you ain't gonna tell me when I don't know. I'm gonna go get my deer, but yeah. um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, man, we do we do have to do. And I, and I, by the way, I'm sure that's not just for southern hunters. I'm sure there are you know plenty. Oh, of I'm sure. And sure. all over the country would be doing the same thing. But uh, I would definitely say that you know, yeah, we do need to do the right thing. I mean, like you said, what good would no deer be and a felony charge and right. Now this woman's probably would probably harass you, most definitely harass yeah. you. Probably yeah. make y'all's life just a living. You know what? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's a million and one things that could happen. And then, and then you see in the newspaper, local hunter trespasses, and you know, and then it makes yeah. hunters look that much worse. Exactly. We've already, we've already got enough against us. You know, we, yeah. we got to be smart about it. Absolutely, man. I mean, things that just happen in general. I mean, that's, I, you know. Uh, it, part of it too, man, it kind of one thing, I mean, it sort of blows my mind that we are not a right to retrieve state. I mean, it, I, I get that people have their views. I, I want to respect it. Like you said, respect it 100%. Right. I, I'm fine. If you, if you just let the game warden go in there and get it for me, I don't even yeah. have to go there. I don't even want to, I don't yeah. want to go there. Yeah. It's your property. I respect people's right to their property. I mean, I, I really uh, absolutely this yeah, is America. I don't want them on my property. Right. Exactly. Right. This is America. I get it. I, I mean, 100%. If that's what you don't, you, you don't want us on there. Great. But yeah. will you at least let the, somebody you trust, I don't care who yeah. it is. Just yeah. Come to go get my deer. Just follow the yeah. red blood trail. They find them, get your hands on them. Just pull them to the line. Yeah. I'll take care of the rest. Yeah. I, I just, you know, there's, if, there's if, no if, sense in the meat laying there to rot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no sense. I mean, if nothing else, you could have got his, you know, you could have got his mouth. I mean, I mean, yeah, if nothing else, the meat was gone, you know. Um, and, yeah. and one thing too, you know, um, something that we learned too on our this is the second episode of the podcast that we learned, you know, our buddy Scott Lopez, who's a if you haven't listened to that episode, you need to check it out. He, he's yeah. such an incredible tracker, man. And uh, you know, one of the best pieces of advice he gave us was 
you know, it kind of blew me in Kelby's mind because it was kind of like, I was like, well, so Scott, we shoot the deer. How long should we give it? 24 hours. I was like, yeah, wait, wait, yeah. do what? You're like, bro, you do know we live in middle of Georgia. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like you do that during archery season, that meat is gone, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Lopez kind of made a point, you know, uh, you want the deer or you not, you know? And, right. and in this case, that would have been a case for, bro, just shoot three does this year to make up yeah. for whatever you just yeah. lost in meat. Kind yeah. of back out, you know. Oh, just, abs- absolutely. Should have backed out and and went in there and got it Monday morning. Yeah. But dude, I look, man, if if I had shot that, if I had shot that exact same deer, and, and yeah, I mean, obviously down here a little bit further south of you, we have a little bit bigger, you know, more a little bit bigger bucks, but right. still, regardless, I that same deer, I would have probably shot him. And I absolutely yeah. would have probably done everything that you did. Right. You know, right. probably, yeah, but, you know, forget the whole show where I just tell, you know, and I try to, we try to encourage people to do things and learn something new and all that. Yeah. Sometimes that really does go out the window when you, yeah. when you're in the moment. I, I like, I, there's plenty of times this year, I knew good and well, I shouldn't have been hunting. Oh, I just I don't, I don't feel like getting up and moving. The wind's shifted. Yeah. I'm now, yeah. Hunting, I'm now hunting with the wind at my back. Yeah, I have my you know, you know what's going to happen, <laughs> right? I, 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 but don't worry, I'm gonna put my Ozonics downwind. It'll be yeah. fine. I'll see stuff. <laughs> Watch me. Watch it happen. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I did see a deer, but it was a yearling, you know, and I didn't do nothing with that. I was like, well, crap. And I, of course, my dad was like, I saw that deer all over me, man. I don't know what was going on. Like, how, how, did you <laughs> did you get up moving when the wind moved? And I was like, <sighs> no, took the easy way out. Yeah, I took the easy way out. So, I mean, yeah, uh, dude, I think, uh, like I said, I, I don't know that you would have, if I were in your situation, I would have done much different, you know? Yeah. I mean, knowing what you know now, now that you listen to the Thursday Real podcast, you know, oh, yeah. after hearing Scott Lopez tell you, just back out, just back out. Uh, and, and it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy for us to say that on a, on a show or anything like yeah. that. Then the next yeah. Or, or on, or on the hunting channels on TV. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Exactly. It, that, they don't, they don't work that, you know, they don't, they yeah, don't live like, in the real world. It's like, yeah, dude, you don't have to go to work in the morning. I yeah. do, you know, I mean, and <laughs> you know, I mean, no. I telework, but you know, right. They'll no, no no back out and they'll be like, we'll go back at three, the, three in the morning. You know, I'm like, yeah, can I'm do like, that. Like, yeah, I do. I don't know about you, but I, I, you know, I don't drink really, but I, I would be coming in to work the next day of like looking like I had a hangover, especially if you yeah. fit in a drag a deer and gut it. And yes, no, you're not going to do that. Yes. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So dude, man, I, I wish there'd be, there's some kind of, there'd be something to um, some kind of coalition. I don't know. I, I don't, I wish I had time. You know, my wife tells me like, right. you do one more thing and I <laughs> one more thing. Yeah, dude, you were gonna be doing all on your own, everything. Yeah. But <laughs> so, besides what she tells you to do, right? Exactly what she tells me to do, but also in the you know, like, look, you got a podcast, you do this. this but it, it's hard enough just having hunting property and and managing it and hunting yeah. it and then doing this too. Yeah. But I I do want to see our hunting community band together better. Mar, we we've talked about that before too. Here, like, I'd love to see something like that law be addressed. I mean. It, it, yeah, I, I understand we are at a point in, in our, with hunting being to the point now where it's, it's all, it's impossible sometimes to deal with folks that are, they're just, they have their stance and that is what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if loathe is the right word to use for a game warden, but uh, right. at the same time, that that's the time where I would want a game warden to work with me and for me. And I feel like they did 
what they could do for you. But yeah, you know, yeah, it, it is not them. It's just the, how the law is. I mean, yeah, his hands, his hands were tied. Looking back, I was mad at him and 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 oh, couldn't I would stand him and wondering <laughs> why he wasn't doing more. And but then you <laughs> and you sleep on it and think about it, and there wasn't nothing he could do. Yeah, know? exactly. I would really like to see some kind of somebody. I don't know who if somebody in Georgia live here. You know, I don't know. We should probably all write our con. We should probably write somebody and, and just yeah. look at getting that fixed because I, I get if you are a, if you are a, it's not going to hurt anybody for someone to go pull that deer off that property. It just isn't. Right. It's not, right. you know, now listen, it, it, I, I understand if it's a hunting club right next to a private piece of property and they've got five or six deer running out there and dying out there and they're having to go retreat it every time. I, I think I, maybe would understand but yeah. at the same time regardless if it's one or if it's 20 you know yeah. that yeah. you really gonna let them go die on your property right yeah just let them go like yeah you know call a cop let a cop walk in there with them I yeah mean, absolutely I mean, the dnr we did mention this but you know they are stretched thin i mean i think they absolutely. always for the most always have been yeah. uh they don't i'm they are not the very first thing on the list from what i understand from a federal or local government position right. from what i understand from financially and it's our tags do help pay their salary and yeah. you know if, for as, as a big of a hunting deer hunting state as georgia is uh it it's i i don't think it's quite enough I and mean, there's some we could probably debate on that all day long and talk yeah. about whether yeah, what the reasons absolutely. are but i do think we do need to do some that that is something we can do and, and not just georgia i mean i'm not sure what alabama's is either um now i know like uh -huh. I think, uh, what is it, uh, South Dakota or North Dakota, they have what they call, and I can't remember what, it, it's crazy, but it's like an open, not only can you go retrieve the, the deer, <laughs> it's mark, a special marker, you could just walk up on somebody's property and start hunting. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, I've, I, I may have this completely wrong, right, right, but right. sounds like something I would dream up. But at the same yeah. time, I, and I, I could be wrong, I can't remember what's one of the Dakotas, uh, yeah. I, I was watching Seek One one day and I was like, and I think, I think, uh, um, I think Lee was walking in somewhere. He's like, yeah, you just walk up and start going. So, but then wow. again, it's like, it's like, it's like mad public land. I'm like, yeah, you can, you sure you can, are you, dude, you should like, well, you know, whatever he knows, he can really, can he really do that? Yeah, but I, guess, <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe this is the way Mike interpreted it. And now it's just, you know, now I'm putting yeah. it out there on the internet. So it's going to be. Yeah. I do know, I do know, uh, in my research, Texas is the same way as Georgia. Really? If you shoot it. Yeah. From what Texas? I found. Texas? Yeah. The great state of yeah. Texas. The home yeah. of Dimebag Daryl. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, they, you can't go get it. Wow. From what I, from what I read, and like you said, I might be completely wrong. Um, but from what I read, it's the same way. It's. Something, something needs to be done. Like, like you said, it's, it's hard to determine how to do it right. You, you know, you can't yeah. have people shooting 10 deer and, oh, I'm going to go get a deer off your property again. You know, but that, that's what lawmakers are for. That's, that's what they right. do is. Right. I mean, I would there's be. There's got to be something better. Right. Exactly. I mean, I would be willing to volunteer the official retriever person that. Yeah. Crest. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I know a lot of other people that would do that too, just to yeah. prevent the animal from being wasted you know and i yeah. wouldn't i'd be so respectful but then again like i said my, my wife's not going to let me leave that particular coalition no this year no <laughs> no and and yeah. the main main reason i just wanted to get this out there um especially in our little area everybody says well why don't you just go hunt way up in the mountains well that's that's fine but you look at some of our wmas and some of our you know we're at 
our, our closest are like Cooper's Creek, Rock Creek, and Cahutta. You know, Cahutta's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. I heard Rock and, Creek's the bomb diggity, though, from what I hear. Well, you'll 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 have a, a week long hunt, and you'll have four hundred hunters, and you'll have uh, two bucks killed. Oh. I mean, it's, it's crazy. One of them. <laughs> but then, but then you get out here and ride down the main road, and all these people that have moved here are feeding these deer in their backyards. They're all right here in your backyards. Yeah. So, so my thing is, if something's not done about it now, how is my little boy who's now ten months old when he's sixteen? Where's he going to hunt? Yeah. Is he going to be able to hunt here like I have, you know, yeah. if, if it keeps going the way it's going? Probably not. Yeah. Um, so, you know, where, where I live in middle Georgia, there it's a it's a very fast developing area. I mean, in my entire life it has been. Uh, there was a lot of hunting land uh, in middle Georgia, uh, especially in the Warner Robins area where I'm from. And um, over, I'd say, the last 15 to 20 years, I mean, it just, yeah, it gets swallowed up fast. Um I don't know. I mean, there are a couple guys that I do know that do the whole seek one thing where they go knock on doors. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I've tried like, that. I've tried yeah. that for years. It, it's, it, it's, and probably, you know, there's a lot you can, you can go, honestly, this is nothing against seek one. And I, and you know, I'm a huge supporter of what they do. And I love yeah. that show. Yeah, I love I, uh, Lee Lee's amazing. Grant and them, they're all amazing. But, you know, at the same time, even if I think if you were to take their master classes that they offer and they, and, and from what I understand, that's a good course, but some people, man, they just ain't going to let you do it. And, no. and I, and I, and I have heard them say, yeah, you got to get used to some slam doors, but uh, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've always wondered how them seek one guys do it, man. Cause it's just, you know, and we just see the good ones where they, Hey, right. I showed Aaron around on your property. Can I go get it? Like, oh yeah, sure. Let me help you. You know, we I, only I, see the good ones, but they make it look so easy. Oh dude. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to think there's, they have probably lost some giants. I, I mean, I bet there's like a whole sequence outtake reel where yes, they've got, they have lost like, it. they've lost like two, this was a 220 inch deer. It was probably yes. one of the biggest Georgia, Georgia state record yes. for archery, but we can't get them because it yeah. landed on an anti hunters place in downtown Atlanta. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I just, there. Yeah, that looks so easy, but I know a guy. I know a guy that does it around here in my area, one of Robinson, and it's it, he has a hard time. You know, yeah. yeah, a lot of it though has to do. And to be honest, a lot of it has to do because there's already the homeowner's already doing it. Yeah, this is already hunts it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get in, in in a bigger city where there's not as many hunter people that live yeah. there. A lot of us live more, you know, but. We're, yeah. We're pretty heavily saturated deer hunting area down here, but right. I, I, I would, I would venture to say, um, I, I, you know, my, my personal opinion, and if, if this is just Mike's personal opinion, this has always worked well for me. And as a business owner, I mean, you deal with the public a whole lot, so it's a lot yeah. easier. I, sometimes I have to watch myself because my wife's like, do you realize that you talk about deer hunting with strangers more than you talk about Jesus? And she makes me feel horrible yeah. about it, but <laughs> it's true. It's That's true. But I, I should, which I should do better about. But you know, I said, look, but I always do bring up the fact they know I somebody when I interact with them for one reason or another, they know that I hunt, and yeah, it's just a passion. They'll, they'll, there's you're gonna know three things about Mike. You're gonna know that I go to church and I, I'm a Christian. You're gonna know that I deer hunt. You're gonna know that I, I love music and I play guitar, and. Those are the big three takeaways you should have. And, when you and this week, and this week, you're going to know I love the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, maybe this whole year. 
Dude, you, well, my whole life, you people should know I love Georgia. You know, <laughs> I'm a Georgia fan. Actually, I, if you if I could turn the camera around, that's screwing up my rig here. I'm scared in it too because this is my first little online thing. Yeah, there's a picture of Vince Dooley on the wall over here. Yes, there's a there's a 1980s national championship cup up there. Yeah, I'm fixing to add to that sucker. Go dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you're I, honestly, yeah, you can, yeah, you can, in fact, if you were to walk into my recording studio right now. Got a whole shelf dedicated to Star Wars, UGA, deer hunting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. That's studio, not what guitars. I got here. That's yeah, guitars, <laughs> guns, deer, and, and Georgia bulldogs. That, that's it, dude. That's so that's my yeah. life. I was wondering, I was like, it. you know, this room looks like your room looks an awful lot like mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I do. I do have one bass picture on my wall too. So, <laughs> oh, dude, this year I, I'm getting me a fish. I'm I'm gonna yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a fish on the wall at some point. Yeah, don't don't, don't get me started on that. We'll be here for another hour. Oh, I know, dude. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still learning how to bass fish. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel confident I can tell people how to deer hunt. I can't tell you nothing about how to bass fish. I'm still, learning, yeah, you know. So I, but, I, I, I can tell you how not to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about all. I, that's how I feel about deer hunting, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I, I uh, yeah, that, that's. But my my biggest advice on on finding property, man. It's just it, it's a constant. Um, Anytime anybody drops the hint that they just bought a house that they just yeah. bought, they have a family that has a farm or I, 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 I listen to every little, I think it's ADHD in me, every yeah. little detail I pick up on. And if I yeah. remotely think, if I remotely think that there is at least a quarter of an acre, yeah, maybe at least an acre, right. <laughs> I'm yeah. asking. It's all it takes. It's yeah. all it takes, dude. I, yeah. I mean, an acre yeah. can be productive if you if you do it's, it right especially in the in the summertime when people are planting their gardens and they say man i can't keep these deer out of my garden that's the first hey, that, i can <laughs> that's the first thing i say i say hey hey mike miller whitetail deer removal services yeah let me have a conversation yes. with you. i can yes. eradicate these deer for you like, <laughs> in the most humane way possible yep. it's been done for centuries put it to good use <laughs> Exactly, just like the good Lord intended it. Absolutely, brother. And and I, I I feel like a lot of the time we get you know um I understand people are introverted. I get it. You know I, I mean right. I I I think you and I are probably not so much introverted right. people, but you know I, and I they're just not very talkative. And you know me, I'll talk somebody's ear off. I mean that's exactly oh, yeah. why I, I have a podcast for a, yeah. for a hobby. Now yeah. people hopefully listen to me talk. But uh the the key element to finding property is it's just just keeping your ear open. And, and, yeah. and, and networking. I think that that's, that's the biggest thing you can do. Um, I, I, you know, I have over, I have almost 150 acres, I think it, it, this year and, la and next year, uh, yeah. to hunt. and, and believe me, I did not, that did not happen overnight. That did right. not happen overnight. Right. And yeah, my, my dad and I are the only ones that hunt it. I mean, it, it's a lot of prayer, a lot of sacrifice. There were many years we were without places to go. Yeah. Uh, and we should have gone to public land. We probably would have killed bigger deer too. Right. But uh, yeah, dude, just, just keep your ear to the ground. I mean, and, and, yeah. and, and just every second, every chance you get everything, you know, it's good. If, you know, hunting, if deer hunting wasn't such a huge passion of mine, I, I, you know, yeah, maybe I probably wouldn't have a lot of the opportunity that I have, you know, right. uh, you know, man, God forbid when I, when I get decent at bass fishing, dude, you can, you know, I, the, uh, I'm going to have probably thousands of acres of, of water to, to, yeah. to fish. Yeah. But, yes. yeah, I see a ton of ponds out here. I have no issue getting into the, into that. So, yeah. um, but that's, 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 I call that my, uh, that, that's kind of my, that's kind of my secondary hobby would be, will be uh, fishing. But, uh, 
but anyway yeah. Yeah. yeah dude yeah like i said we could probably talk hunting and fishing all day long and we probably oh absolutely yeah, we're, we're both gonna be late for dinner <laughs> so yeah but we'll uh, be in trouble yeah dude but hey brady dude I, I, man, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. Uh, this interview was yeah, very yeah, special. Yeah. Uh, this is the very first one uh, that, well, it's not the very first first episode we've done without Kelby, but it's the, it's the, always the first one since he's not been with us anymore. And, uh, dude, yeah, thank you so much for being a part of that. Yeah. Thank you for your prayers and your support for through that. Yeah. That was a very huge thing for us. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, my our condolences. Don't know. Don't know you that well. I, I didn't know him. I, I don't know your families, but but I serve the same God that you do, and I know that through prayer that y'all can find comfort. Absolutely, absolutely. We're we're, we're planning on doing that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's been it's been great. I really yeah. Thanks. It, so. Thanks for having me.